Hey, hey. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> In three, two... Simo and Redmond are the thong slappers. They're two blokes making lots of noise but getting nowhere fast. Hey, hey, everyone. It's Simo and welcome to episode 15 of the Thong Slappers. Oh, Redmond, it's so good to be talking to you again. It feels like ages since we've had like a chin wag in the podcast, all mate. It's actually episode 14. Oh, that's incorrect, sir. You weren't here for 14 because you were off finding yourself having some, like, eat, pray, love, masturbate thing happening. So we actually had Benny Hewlett fill in for episode 14. And I've got to say, Ben did a great job. So cheers, Ben, for that. And um, <laughs> I actually think, Red, I think he was pretty much three sheets to the wind by the end of it. Because I could hear all these bottles and friggin' shit clanking in the background. But anyway, he did a great job. So, yeah, good friend of the Thong Slappers, Ben, is for sure. It just sounded like you said you had somebody fill in for me on episode 14. Unless it was my mum or my sister, that could be a problem. No, kidding. Now Ben did do a great job, and we did hear him playing in them bottles, and uh, he was uh, sounding like a moot by the end of it. I'll give you that. Look, definitely. And I think, too, we should probably take a, a leaf out of his book, maybe, and do a, like a, a, one of these episodes and just like pre-limit that we do it half-cut or fully-cut, whatever the case may be. That would probably be a bit of an interesting one. So... Yeah, maybe that's something we'll have to look into for a future episode. We could do the drunken one, but the uh, the sensor button might get a bit more of a run than it did on the uh, the convoy episode. Yeah, true. No, it's, uh, it's good to be back. So actually, to be quite honest, it, it felt like quite a gap in between. I just need to thank you very much for keeping the, the ball rolling or whatever. But um, I was kind of half nervous when we were getting ready to do this. I thought, oh, shit, have I got everything ready to go? I've missed an episode or whatever. And, yeah. But uh, no, it feels, you know what? I've been busier than a cucumber at a female's prison. Wow, that's a busy bit of fruit or vegetable or whatever the hell it is. But um, I tell you what, imagine smelling that afterwards. Or do I just take that too far? Actually, no, if I'd said imagine eating that afterwards, that would have taken it too far. But anyway, I digress, but that's just what we do here, you know, cutting a short story yep. long. Hey, um, just I guess on that note, mate, what the fuck have you been up to? Like, I know you've been on holidays, you've been doing this, you've been doing that. Just just catch us up on the life of Redmond. Oh, man, it's been absolutely crazy. It has honestly been uh, very, very busy. I just I didn't really want to miss the episode, but uh, I've been trying to sort out, the just without getting too far into it, the contract I was on, we lost it, so I had to kind of find new employment. Also, I had a family member sick in New South Wales, so that's why we had to drop and run, uh, fly down to New South Wales. And Uncle, Uncle Friggin' Laurie, as they call him, every friggin' second word's friggin'. Right. How's so, Uncle uh, Friggin' Laurie yeah, going? Is he doing any better? He's doing very good, actually. He's in the very same uh, hospital that Nade Cheese works at. Oh, of course. The 2018 Gen yeah. Y of the Year, Nade Cheese. Oh, that's good. Did you get to catch up with her at all? I didn't, because the way it happened, on the same day we flew into Sydney, we caught up with uh, Damien Long, his crew of broads at uh, Low Fabrication. Yeah. I went up to the Blue Mountains and caught up with a gentleman that owns a Blue Circle truck that he's restoring. So I'm hoping to try and write that up for a magazine. Yeah. So then yep. we went to my mum's. Picked up my mum, went up and visited. I uh, went to Mount Panorama, of course. We filmed that uh, that short Welcome to the Thong Slappers thing. Then I went and seen my uncle, and we went home, and I met my other uncle and auntie all in one day. That was one day of the holiday. So it was, oh, shit. Okay, so it was jam-packed. Yeah, okay. It was crazy. But uh, the visit to, to Damien Lowe and at Lowe Fabrication was absolutely unreal. 
Yeah, it looked like you guys were having a good time. So, no, that's awesome. I'm glad you got to do something positive out of, I guess, what is otherwise a not always the most happy experience, especially doing hospital stuff. But no, that's cool. It looked like you were having a good time from the videos and the photos, and um, I guess a cheers to Damien and, and the folks there for being so accommodating of you, Redmond. I'll just thank you like I'm your father on your behalf. They were absolutely spot on, mate. Like, I've got no connection to them or whatever. The only Damo's been on with us at uh, the Thong Slappers right from the start sort of thing. So I just asked him a few questions about how to weld up a Commodore door on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. And, fuck, I just sent him my number. I just went, oh, I don't know, whatever. So I just sent him my phone number and he rang me. It was like, fuck me. And I was like, really? Like, yeah, who gives a fuck about Redmond? But, no, he rang me. And so I had a chat to him and I mentioned I was coming to Sydney. And he goes, mate, please come around. Come around. I'll, I'll show you my car. I'll show you my workshop. So uh, it was really good. We went around there and, ah, oh, it was, mate, absolutely phenomenal. We had uh, Broad's 355, Andrew Broadley, of course. Yes, yep. He, uh, he adjudicated the meeting, I guess is a good way to say it. <laughs> yeah. The problem was I had to do it because of the day I just described. I had to do it very quick and I would have preferred to have got there in the afternoon, taken a cart and a piss in a meat train, just fucking got all shit-faced and naked and stuff. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, didn't, I didn't have time to do it. So we just kind of had to had to drop in and make the best of what it was, you know. Did you do that at the hospital instead, like the naked thing? Or just were you fairly solemn there? No, of course I did. I, actually, I can't do that show. Nah, sponge bath, I won't do that joke. Yeah, okay. Did they actually mistake you for the hospital? You know, you get the clowns that go around and cheer up everyone. Did they mistake you for him? Except I didn't cheer anybody up. Eh? Oh, okay. Fair enough. The thing with Damo is, I mean, they say you should never meet your heroes, but I think that's fucking bullshit. And I'm, I'm, I'm using the word hero because... Um, Damo done his VB back when it was, it would have been 17 years old in 2001 when he first, he first done it. So that's the equivalent of doing a VX. So yeah, he's yeah. not part of the hot rod patine crowd or whatever, you know, not, not one of the cool kids, but everybody seen it just went, fuck me. They just freaked. I did. I freaked out. I, I really, I remember reading the magazine, enjoying it. Um, it coincided actually the morning I got there, the new, new street machine, it hit the shelves the Thursday morning. And I walked into low fabrication and Broad's handed me a copy of it. I'm like, you know what? I fucking live for this shit. You know, it's never happened to me, but how, how perfect is that? Yeah, mate, you were like a superstar that day, for sure. The, the funny thing was, I'm a fucking hugger. I'm, I'm like, fuck that, I'll shake hands with the new Storman or fucking, I don't know, the fucking whatever, the, you know, the guy running for our local mayor. But when, mm. when I'm excited and I fucking get it, I just ran into low fabrication and just hugged everybody and like... <laughs> Damien himself is a big fella, big, strong, comes on. he's a big fella, and Broads is, is big enough to hold a bull out of piss, like, Broads is a good-sized lad, and they're all big, brawny guys, I've just fucking bounced into the middle of them and just started hugging people. Yeah, yeah, okay, like an excited puppy, were you weeing yourself oh, at the same time? I hugged Damo, I hugged Broads, and if a fucking eBay driver had it turned up, I'd have fucking hugged them. Yeah, okay, well, that's good, look, you need to spread the love around, mate, that's all it is. Oh, I was fucking excited or whatever. So they um good thing was to visit Damo at his workshop. I feel comfortable in a workshop. Yeah. If yeah. I had if I had met him at a car show or something like that, he's probably got a slightly different role to play. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I guess it's sort of meeting not so much on his home turf in a bad way, but it's probably easier. It's probably a bit more relaxed. You can take in the whole gambit of what he gets up to there and all that sort of stuff too. So that's cool. I mean, look, from an outsider looking in, you guys look like you had a great time. So that's the main thing. That's what it's all about. Not forgetting that the whole car thing is supposed to be fun. So, yeah, good stuff. Well, I didn't, you know, when I go to workshop, I know that you don't stand there and go, oh, that's a fucking big spanner. That must be heavy. Or what do you use that hammer for? I know... 
you know, to go and see if there's anything you can pinch out of the fridge to eat, whatever, and fucking, yeah, yeah. you know, I know it was just good without eavesdropping. I think observation is a very important part of writing. If you observe well, the writing is easy. So I was kind of observing Damo just take his phone calls and stuff, and he's just a confident guy. And when you ring a lot of workshops or ring a lot of people, you get fucked around. But just the staccato way he was taking the calls, he's going like, yep, done, mate. The invoice in the email or, yep, done. You know, just... The words he was using, it was like, if you're a rank, and this is not a fucking ad for them, mate, they don't need fuck all from me, but just kind of the confident way that Damo was handling it was good to see. I mean, that was the other side of the business. Good to see how he was just, you know, he was, he was yeah. running the floor. Taking care of business. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I say, you wouldn't see that at a car show. I, I, I enjoyed that side of it as well. Yeah, sweet. Hey, before we crack on with too much more new stuff, I just really want to do a little bit of backpedalling. I just want to cover off the August 2018 issue of Street Machine magazine with the green escort in the front. As much as Benny and I, we gave it a good going over and we talked about our favourites like Rig of the Month and all that sort of stuff, I really need to get your picks for that issue just to sort of get the world back onto an even keel again. So, mate, hit me with it. Hang on, I'm going to do a quick intro. Radio, that's a chipmunk version because it's not quite a full Bible study. It's just a, a quick backdraft Bible study. So, mate, you go for it. What was your rig of the month for August 2018, Street Machine? My rig of the month was a uh, a, a bit of a strange one, actually. I'm also going to pick, as as the rig of the month, it's also my reader's ride, to be honest. Okay, cool. Go for it. Uh, Sean Muller's 304 EFI EH. Yeah, yep. Man, that, that thing would be more fun than Blackberry Jam in your underpants. Did you have a look at it? <laughs> I did. Yes. Yes. Yeah, cool. You know, I always look at EHs for inspiration to do St. Lucy's car. So yeah, I've had a good look at it. I like the way they wrote it up. It's got like the LSD and stuff. Three or four. That car would be very fun to drive. It looks nice. I like the way it's got the white roof, the blue body, and sort of bits and pieces. Um, I think you should pick a few readers rides as the uh, as the rig of the month as well. But I'm, I'm I've got the rest of my Bible studies. But do you think you could just uh, give us your views on the cover? Ah, oh, fuck. I knew you were going to ask this. I even said that at the end that he's going to ask me about the cover. And you know what? This time, I'm prepared and I actually have some views on that cover. So, of course, the cover of that issue, it was actually Shannon's green escort with a blown thong slapper in it. All right. So, just bear with me. This is the go. First of all, now, I hope I'm on the right path here with you. So, this is what we're going to do. First of all, Shannon's Escort has the Euro or the UK grille, so it uses round headlights instead of the rectangular ones they had over here in Australia. Now, if you look at that front and the shape of that grille, straight away, it reminds me, do you remember like back in the 90s? Maybe it was the 90s or early 2000s. They used to have that bad boy club. It was kind of like, I think it was surfwear or clothing, and the sticker was like an eyeball with some eyebrows and, and the other eye was sort of winking shut. Do you remember Bad Boy Club? It became a popular sticker on cars, kind of like, I guess, Oakley was in the 80s and all the other stuff that happened sort of since then. It became like you'd see plenty of cars with the whole Bad Boy Club. I originally thought it was to do with Billabong, like Billabong Surfwear, like the old Bad Billies days, but apparently it wasn't. But anyway, I digress. But if you think of that sticker, right, and look at the front of that car, and my imagination tells me that the other headlight, which you can't see in the photo, is actually like winking at you. And it's doing that because it's from the Bad Boy Club, and it knows that it's tough. Like, you think about it, this green Escort's got a blind 253 in it, so it knows it's not sporting, like, it's not a, a purple 1300 XL 
Escort. Like it knows it's got a tough engine in it. The other thing too about this whole headlight winking in the bad boy club scenario is that it's winking at the purists who moan about when you cross-pollinate cars, like putting a hold motor in a Ford or a Ford motor in a Holden or whatever the case may be. I mean, these days, people whinge about putting fucking LSs in Commodores, for God's sakes, and they came out with them. Like, it's winking at them as a bit of a cheeky sign because it's saying, hey, listen, mate, I've got green paint, a friggin' blind 253. I stand out like dog's balls. Not only have I got flared guards, but I'm tubbed as well. So basically, to me, that cover is the escort saying a big fuck you to the purists. That's cool as fuck. That is, I, I've got the cover. I, I've got the cover here, and you're dead right. It does look exactly like that. Perfect. Yeah, cool. Oh, well, I hope you're happy. I hope Elvis is speechless with that one. If that could drink a vodka cruiser, that would be bad boy club all over. That's exactly right. And you know what? I'm ready for you for the new issue with the EK in the front, so bring it on. I've got myself oh, prepared this time around, so you better bring your A game for that as well. <laughs> the, uh, the cover shot of the Escort is fairly interesting, actually, because if you have a look at it, can you see the sway bar underneath the, uh, the car? Yeah, yes. A little red sway bar hanging down underneath it. So in one way, it's a thong slapper with a little red rod hanging. It could be fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> did, did I ever tell you I was in Homebugs magazine? I don't even want to know. I didn't want to you think know, about Homebugs. You know, you could send in your photo of your little willy hanging out. <laughs> yes, yeah. Bullshit. You oh, know what? I call bullshit. And the thing is... Okay, the proof is in the pudding. I'd have to see a photo, but in saying that, I do not want to see a photo. So I'm just going to have to shut my eyes and do that. La, 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 la. But no, I don't believe you. It couldn't be. Uh, there was a chick from Parramatta sending like, this is my boyfriend, Redmond. I'm a little red willy hanging out, my red hair, and little fan of pants. <laughs> Fucking funny. You know what? Honestly, my cock's been in Australian <laughs> magazines twice now. It's been in ADB magazine. If you have a look at ADB magazine, there's an X-ray of my cock in there as well. <laughs> oh, scaring me. Okay. That, that, that Escort, the good thing about that Escort is it's over the cover. The way yeah. that he is green and blue. See, it's got a black background uh, for the whole car. Yeah, yeah. Green and black is a very good color. Monster Energy, you know, Monster Energy Drink and the race team, the Suzuki's Pro Circuit uh, Supercross team and stuff, they use green and black. So did basically number 17, Johnson. Uh, uh, Kermit Kingswood, of course, he likes a bit of uh, a bit of green. That's exactly right. He doesn't mind mixing with a bit of black either. So, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, as far as seeing it on the shelf, because I still like to go in and, um, and have a look at how it sits on the shelf, it's mm. very – I like the way the Street Machine font backs up with the green send it. The green and black. Green and black's always going to work for me. I think it's a very good colour scheme. It works perfectly. And uh, the tough shot, the Capri on page 52, the bronze thing. Yeah. And it's, it's against a grey background. I don't know if they do that with the filter. I don't know much about photography. I'd be, I'd be lying, which is, yeah. But um, it looks fucking <laughs> that photo, mate. It, it's a very good photo. It's just a standalone photo, front to back, no drama, no angles, no, I guess, just... The car holds itself up very well in that photo. You're like, wow, that's a, uh, it's pretty yep. awesome. No, no, I couldn't and, uh, agree more. It was a cool. That was definitely gonna, for me for rig of the month. That got very close to being. Well, it was pretty much in the top three. So yeah, it's it's definitely it a cool just, car. I think it might just blaze through the rest of my choices in in one hit, so we can kind of shorten this up. So sure, 
The special <laughs> special mention for me is page 008, CRS in the Milko Monaro. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> See, and they've got the 186 out there, and they've got the um, the motor and the diff, and they're just sitting there fucking cracking themselves up. That's what it's about for me, man. They're not in a 100K car or whatever, which CRS, I mean, they can fucking do, but it's a fucking piss-funny photo, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is cool. I love how they still run a twin system on it as well, like with the six-cylinder. I thought that was a nice touch. Page 14, there's a heavy, heavily tattooed white boy tending to a blown Chev badging wearing chop the bumper WBU. <laughs> I mean, that's our yep. fucking tribe right there. There he is. That's, yep. uh, that's a great photo. Page 15 is actually Matt Mingay. You know, Matt, he... Uh, What's Matt's background? He done a lot of, uh, you know. Oh, Donut King, like the Donut King stunt <laughs> bikes and stuff, that, and now he runs, does those uh, stadium trucks, isn't he? Yeah, he had a really bad accident in stadium trucks, mate. Like he he ripped his jaw off. Oh shit! He, he, okay. They, yeah, he they it was about supercars. They had a wall for Matt, so he could sign, you know, I'll do a big set of titties on it. <laughs> he doesn't love titties, but um, <laughs> exactly. yeah, he could sign your wall for him and just give him a bit of support. And he come back, but in that photo, it's, it's just an ad. It's just actually an ad for um, uh, whoever he's driving for at the moment. But if you have a look at the photo, Matt Mingay looks pretty cool, man. He's just sitting there with a you know a cool look on his face. But have a look in the background at Dalton. That's a, the other driver. Dead set looks like a fucking hemorrhoid ad. How the fuck they use that photo, I don't know. Like Matt, <laughs> Matt's sitting there pretty cool. He's look. The other guy in the background looks like he's dead set got a fucking zucchini in his arsehole. Fuck it's funny. <laughs> maybe it's from the women's prison. Well, it could be too. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, so oh, that's cool. My reader's rides is the same as my um, my tough shots. Hey, listen, just on that, I actually forgot to put my own reader's ride in last episode. So can I just nip this up as well? It's the Orange HQ sedan, which has got the Statesman front, the color-coded bumpers, and the convos on it. Yep, it is a very cool-looking car now that you mention it. Mate, you know what I love about that? It's the fact that it's not an HQ with a two-tone with low and white walls. Actually, I was going to say in Venetians, but I know it has got a Venetian in the back. It's just done like an old-school build. Like, it's a sedan with a GDS guard, statesman front, color-coded bumpers. Maybe, you know, you could pretty much pull that straight out of the 90s, and it looks it looks cool. So I just like the fact it's been done. It's an HQ, but it's not done to the normal way that HQs are built these days. It's kind of a bit of a throwback to an old-school build, and it just looks tough. I think the 15s, are they on it with the uh, with the color-coded bumpers? You're right. You're, you're calling that exactly mm. right. I agree. Yeah, that's kind of what I really liked about that car. It's a bit of a throwback to how, I guess, a lot of stuff was built, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Calicated uh, mirrors as well, uh, door handles. The actual magazine was a very strong one. I thought it was a really good addition. I like saying, uh, I have to say it again, I have no fucking connection with Street Machine. This is not an ad, but the magazine was very strong, man. It was a good episode. They got a good addition. It was great. Good yeah, job, no, job. agreed. That's sort of why we struggle with a few bits and pieces with what was going to be, you know, this and what was going to be chosen as that and the poster thing. It's funny, you know, just, I guess, to let everyone know. Now, Redmond hadn't actually heard the last episode we did with Ben, and he's, I said, oh, mate, you know, have you had a chance to flick through it? What did you choose for your poster child? And you actually said to me, you said, I'm going to say that I'm going to do, you know, each side two weeks each. Because you couldn't choose. And that's exactly what Ben and I had come to the conclusion of. And I know for a fact that you didn't know that because you hadn't heard the episode because I hadn't even released it. And uh, that was just really funny. That, And I guess it just goes to show we're all in the same boat. We couldn't choose which one was going to be the to- poster child or not. So, yeah, right. that was pretty cool. Rightio, mate. Getting on close to home. Have you had, amongst all the time of all your craziness and doing this and doing that, have you had the chance to have any domestic bliss at all? Um... 
I fixed my fucking chainsaw, which is like, what is it, 10 second 100 meter dash for me. It was like I managed to do that. But no, nothing else has uh, changed here with domestic bliss. I have managed to get all the cars I own registered with good tyres and running all at once. Like that red ute, I just bash the tyres off it every fucking time I drive it. Mm. So it's actually got good tyres and red gel at the moment. But one thing, talking domestic bliss, what would you say if I said 2.5 metre Hurst gear shifter? Oh, mate, I'd probably say nightmare. No, no, not totally. That pretty much has been all of my domestic bliss for the last, since I spoke to you last time, has been that Hearst shifter. And I guess just to clarify for people who are wondering what the hell we're talking about, uh, St. Lucy had a display that she was doing at Grease Fest this year, and um, that involved us needing to build a two-and-a-half-metre-tall Hearst shifter, where it's in, like, the shifter shaft and also the gear knob on the top. And... Um, Oh, it just started as a bit of a crazy idea, but I think what I'll probably do is I'll probably get her to talk to you about that, and then I'll come back and there's a couple of extra bits and pieces to do with that whole hearse thing. But before I go there, just thinking like when you're saying about with your domestic bliss and not really being able to do too much, because I know you've like spent basically zero time at home. I was actually up your way working a few weeks ago, and I was just kind of spewing that we couldn't cross paths to actually catch up in person. But can I just tell you a really quickly funny story that it just reminded me of? Yep. Okay. In this particular holding yard in North Queensland, assessing this ute that was actually in there, and as I'm in this yard, and it's like a, you know, it's just like a normal, you know, like a towing holding yard. As I'm standing in this yard, there was bugger all cars in there, and it has like a concrete floor. And it's all, you know, fenced around. You can't really see in or anything, but there's all houses and stuff around it. And this, you know those soccer balls used to buy at the survey called a telly ball? They're like a plastic soccer ball. They've got the black kind of soccer ball things painted on it, but they're really light and they bounce really well. Do you remember those things? I sure do. Mate, they're really light. Anyway, one of these balls has actually bounced into the holding yard, like what I'm assessing on this car ride. So what I've done is, I thought, oh, geez, some kids probably booted over the fence here. So I thought, oh, I'll kick it back. Like just, you know, trying to do the right thing. And I kind of had a pretty good idea of which house it must have come from. Like, there's basically houses surround this particular yard pretty much both sides and across the back, like full length across the back. But the angle that came, the ball came in, I thought, oh, if I kick it over there, that should be pretty right. Now, I can't see the yard. I can't see anything because, this, like I said, this yard's all covered in with the fences, like tall fences. So I got the soccer ball. And you know how do you get older? You're probably a lot stronger in certain areas than you used to be when you were a kid, Right. And, yep. Except for being able to survive without sleep. But anyway, I got this ball. I thought, I'll just kick it back over the fence. So I'm wearing work boots, like steel caps. I got this ball and I booted it, but I booted the fuck out of it. Like I put way too much grunt into the ball, like into kicking it. And as I've kicked it, and because they're a telly ball, they're really light, the wind just picks them up. I've kicked the ball and it's going over the fence into this yard where I think it's come from. But the wind's picked it up and the ball's then like basically done a big arcing 90 degree swerve. And it's actually landed on the roof of a house about two houses down from where it was supposed to go. And I'm just there like, oh my God. I just kind of yelled out, sorry. And I just pictured this poor bastard. There's probably some poor kid in his yard crying because his ball's now gone forever. Not just over the fence. It's fucking gone. It isn't coming back. But anyway... That was my yeah, far North Queensland Redmond experience. Uh, speaking of, of that, of that assessment yard, the first ever official meeting of the Thong Slappers, do you remember it? Yeah, I do. Townsville, yeah. And you were working on an imported car. <laughs> 
Yeah, but anyway, it's pretty much true though. That's the truth of it. That's how it all came about. We were sitting there enjoying friggin' food. Junk, what junk food did you bring along again? I bought uh, uh, chocolate dipped strawberries from the cheesecake shop. Yeah, and paddle pops. Didn't you bring paddle pops? Banana, the best. Banana, awesome. Yep, yeah, and a Coke, and a can of Coke. So, so it worked out pretty well. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm going to go and grab St. Lucie and you can talk to her about hers. So just please hold. Hello? St. Lucy, welcome to uh, episode 15 of the Thong Slappers, and congratulations on behalf of uh, all our fans for you again, not strangling Simon. <laughs> you know, I come close some days, so yeah, it's, okay. it's hard some days. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want to talk to you about a two and a half metre Hurst gear shift, and I've never said them words to another human. <laughs> yeah, it was so awesome. We prepared this for Grease Fest Just Gone and um, it was an idea I had like over a year ago. So I'd prepared the costume over a year ago and Simon had then decided that he wanted to sort of build this shifter. So I said to him, yeah, okay, no worries. I thought, fabulous, you can be involved as well. So that was the start of it. It, it was a costume a year ago and then, yeah, Simon got on board and, and you've seen the results. Well, the results are great. He done a great job, and you look fantastic as well. But my question surely must be, as an investigator, how did they? Sorry, it's just funny. How did that conversation <laughs> break down? So you said this. Obviously, I'm a fly on the wall right here at, uh, at Disturbia HQ, and you say to Simon, "I want a two and a half foot gear shifter, a Hearst gear shifter, so I can get dressed up." Like most guys are going to go, "Stop being silly!" You know, the spacelies are coming around. And <laughs> <laughs> I talk about my promotion, but Simon would have went. That sounds cool. Well, I actually had done the um, costume first. So I got the dress and had a dressmaker help me with it. It's really exciting doing the dress as well, getting all the patches from America and everything. So we'd done the, I'd done the dress first. And then I sort of said, oh, it would really go with one of your cars so well, like just, you know, looking at all her photos and just like idolizing them, just going, oh man, that's just so much like your car. It'd be great if I could somehow incorporate that. But yeah, it was it was meant for another um, event, but it got rained out, so we had a lot more time. So that's how it all came about. With the time, Simon went from building me just like a little, you know, staff to carry and wander around to this gigantic shifter, which is just like, oh my god, <laughs> awesome! What can you tell us about the original photo? Is it Linda Hurst? The one that inspired me. I'm gonna send it to you, and you can post it for everyone to see, but. It's just amazing. She's just, she's such an awesome woman. You know, just the most photographed woman in motorsports by far. And she's just hanging on to the shifter. She's really casual, you know, and she's just so beautiful in this amazing black. Hers was black and gold, little kind of bodysuit thing with these little shoes. And I thought, oh my God. And she had a crown on. And I thought, that's it. I'm, I'm don't really want to go as, you know, typical sort of like fluffy skirt pin up. I just want to if I'm going to a motor show and because I love cars, I want to do something that really represents it. I saw that photo and, yeah, it just inspired me because I really love her. So I made an excellent job on the shift and you look fantastic. It came out really well and it's... Oh, thanks. It's, yeah, no, he did a great job. 
like I said to Simon, I was like, you know how many friends I've got with the two and a half meter shifter? <laughs> None. Did but he mention that that's now in our dining room? He sent me a photo, but I just pissed myself. I looked at my stupid old Christmas tree and went, God fucking damn it. Oh, excuse my language. I said, God damn it. <laughs> He said to me, um, oh, you know where that's going to end up. It's going to end up in, you know, the, the the dining room area. And I said, oh, yeah, no worries. So he's waited till I go out. And then I, <laughs> and I come back and I'm like, do you think I was going to miss it? <laughs> so it's there. It's okay. I don't mind. We're going to turn it into a Christmas tree as well. So <laughs> Part of my Bible studies for this new episode is, is one of the cars I've chosen. I chose it particularly because the, uh, the owners and the operators, they dressed up. It's something that I love as well. Like I love getting dressed up in period correct or just it's something that I think us car people do quite well. I see you and Simo are out and about all the time. I I asked Kel from Street Machine. I said, look, you know that turbo taxi, Scotty's yellow taxi thing? I said, send it to Simon and, and Lucy and let them go dress St. Lucy and let them go dressed up somewhere as the taxi driver and Betsy and getting dressed up <laughs> and, and part of it is all exciting. It's part of the car scene for me as well. You know? cool. Yeah. Oh, it's just for me, I like, I do costume design and, and love dancing as well and make dance costumes, so it's just so fun. I just love doing it. It's a bit weird, but I love doing it, and I've never really grown up. So, yeah, I love going to car shows, and I had another costume too that I did, which was a little bit wild, and it's just so fun, you know, seeing kids' reactions too, and I don't mind if people laugh, but, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. Making people laugh is just fun. What, what's the opposite? You make people, you know, you make people sad. For Honey, I found a few bits and pieces that might help with the Triple Carby rebuild. Of course, you told us that great story in the last St. Lucie episode about uh, tuning. <laughs> tuning My expertise. Not. Yeah. <laughs> or not. When Simon, <laughs> next time I give him to but how, how are things going with Honey? Well, you know, it's all a bit of time. Um, I would really love to see her back exactly how she is. I'd love to get a roll cage too because I always dreamed about that and um, sort of have that 90s, early 90s look about it. But I really want to get a 350 in there, but I know that it's going to be so much money. So, yeah, we kind of just got it on a bit of a pause, but it's going to go ahead. Like one day she's going to be on the road and I'll be doing my shopping in it. So I can't wait. It's going to be really good. What about... um... The purists looking at Mr. Juicy at Grease Fest. What did they think of, uh, of, of that orange? Oh, obviously, people on our Instagram will know uh, yours and Simon's Mr. Juicy van. Oh, yeah. The 70s-style yeah, no, that... Valiant van. Oh, yeah, no, that went What's really, the, uh... really well. Like, um, yeah, people loved it, and Simon loves it. You know, it's his everyday driver, and, and it's one of the ones where we probably don't get that one out as much, but people loved it. You know, there's not many around these days. Um, of course, I got some idiot that challenged me on it, and I'm not even the owner. That's probably another story. <laughs> anyway, you get that at car shows, don't you? <laughs> Tell us. You want to know? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm going to be brutally honest about it. Okay, so this was after the photo shoot yep. where, of the gigantic yeah, Miss Hurst. Yep. So... I kind of got out of that short outfit at the time because it wasn't exactly a sitting down style of outfit. Here I am just soaking up the sun waves just at the back of the tailgate, minding my own business. And this old guy comes up and he said, um, is this your car? And I said, no, no, it's my partner's car. And he said, oh, you know, mind if I have a look underneath? And I said to him, yeah, go on, you know, go and have a look. Let me know if you find any treasure or anything. I just knew he was an idiot. So anyway, he went underneath the car and he was, I don't know, fossicking around there for what seemed like ages. And then, um, I hope I don't offend anyone, by the way, by telling this story. Anyway, then he came up and he said to me, oh, 
Oh, it's got a Rolling Stones sticker underneath there. Simo's put like a cool little um, Rolling Stones sticker, the little yeah. um, mouth yeah, one. Yeah, and I said, oh, really, is that where that went? Yeah. Um, you know, and then he's like, oh, it's got tramp rods. <laughs> They're illegal. And I'm like, really? Wow, I've been driving around for years in my EH in them. No one's ever pulled me over. Of course, they're not illegal in Queensland. I said, whereabouts are you from? He's like, Victoria. And I said, you poor thing. Anyway, he was just grilling me, and it was really unnecessary. I was, you know, really tired um, as a lady. I had my period. I felt mean. I felt terrible. (laughs) Anyway, he's not the right right lady to be attacking. And then he said to me, oh, why has he got it sort of, you know, raised up at the back? What's the sticker? What's all? And he's shaking his head. And I don't know, has anyone been in a car show and someone does that to you and they just go like that? And you think, oh, God, like, just enjoy the day. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know, mate. Like, why has that person dropped their car down to the ground? Why has that person got a chop top? Why has that person got a candy apple colour when it wouldn't be in the original paint job? You know, everyone loves their own different things. So you need to calm down. And then he just walked off. So, yeah. So that was my little <laughs> my little confrontation. But um, I don't know. I thought he was a bit of a, a nitwit, really, because I didn't even own the car. And I told him that. And he was picking on me. So, yeah, I told him. It's, it's quite simple, Ed. The way to explain the tramp rods, the Rolling Stone sticker, the way to explain anything is like, fuck off, idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I said I had them on my EH for ages yeah. in them, and he's just looking at me and he's like, no, they're illegal if you run someone over. And I'm like, mate, if you run someone over, they're dead anyway. He's <laughs> like, I'm not just going to run you over and you're going to pop out the other end fine. Yeah, um, I, was, I was fortunate enough with that uh, shifter. I, I liked all the photos. I was fortunate enough to get a few photos in the build, of course, when, when Simo and you were working with it. But my favourite photo of the whole lot is the very last one. It's <laughs> a photo of it in your lounge room. I'm like, that is so perfect. It's part <laughs> of the car culture. It's part of who we are. And it was just, it was yeah. amazing. Like, all the photos are great, but that one just made me an Aussie guy and girl. I finished with fucking Jim in the lounge room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's true. Simo says it's going to end up being our Christmas tree. So, yeah, I don't think it fits anywhere else. Only if it's in the garage or... Or the actual lounge area, so yeah, I think it's going to be there for good. The other thing is, and I'm not sure this is probably I don't know if this fits the thong stuffers or not, but I need to mention it. Um, much condolences on your little papa. Oh, I know. Yeah, you know what? That dog. So my my white staffy yeah. Zach, I got 13 years and three weeks ago. He was awesome. He knew my EH. He grew up in the EH. He used to. This was the days before you know you. would you'd put a um, dog harness on. He'd hear it, you know, when I was coming home. He knew I was coming home. Well, everyone did. Um, And he'd hook around corners. He'd learn to sort of, you know, lean into the corners. He was like a little racing dog. He was so, yeah, he loved that car. I was really hoping to get it built and have him back in it one day. Dogs are the only animals that as humans we domesticate to bring into our house just for the enjoyment of their company. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. They don't really do anything. Yeah, yeah. No, they become part of our life, don't they? And and I'm sure there's many listeners out there that gets their dogs and pups and, you know, just takes them down for a bit of a cruise or down the road or whatnot. It's just, yeah, they're great in the family. It's always a hard time too when you yeah. little dog with big... It's hard on the other dog. We've got another dog, Coco, and I'm actually going to send you a photo of it. I was not happy of this photo of the other day. Can you guess 
where this dog was sitting, what she was sitting on top of. Just it's car related. <laughs> it's very close yes, to me. I've seen the photo. I've seen the photo sitting on top of Honey. I went, wow, you're game. But see, that's because the dog thinks it's the, uh, the alpha character in the family. She's a nuthead. I was not happy that day. I looked out the window and there's Coco sitting on, on my EH, luckily with the car cover on. <laughs> She's such a nut. <laughs> mm. well, what you want to see? What you're seeing was your favourite dog sitting on front of your favourite car, so you don't mm. tend to go, yeah. go off it. Um, <laughs> no, up and we've had a lot of people, a lot of emails saying get St. Lucy back on. So I'm not quite sure why, here. but thank you very much. <laughs> what's, what's next for St. Lucy and Simon? What are you guys up to next? Oh, geez. Um, no plans, no plans, but keep you posted if there's any more giant shifters or anything weird being built that was that was a lot of fun and also with great thanks to um pics by pete who took many of those photos and they just came up beautifully he did such a great job and especially because that thing was mainly made out of foam and it was really tough being up there and he just managed to create like catch my smile because it was quite hard i thought i was going to end up with a broken neck that day well, because you're standing on the back of a VF Valium with a two-and-a-half-foot Hershey. Gee, I don't know. Well, no, it was really hard because I was standing on velvet, and velvet's really slippery. And not only that, it was sloped up, so and it wasn't attached to the car, so this whole thing was wibbly-wobbly, and it was angled, and I was on velvet, and I could just feel myself sliding backwards, and I'm, I just had these pictures of this massive calamity happening with this thing like, you know, leaning over and crunching into someone's car next door and me falling off. So, yeah, luckily it didn't happen. Yeah, we, we call that third day that the song suffers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, thank you very much for your time. And again, commiserations on the little pup. And I hope, uh, I hope things go a lot better. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Yeah, chat soon. I'll get Simo for you. Take care, Lucy. Thank All right, you, you too. Bye. Hey, mate. How's it going? Hey, what's going on? Did Lucy tell you about the fuckwit purist who had a go at her about my orange fan? She said purist, but I interpreted fuckwit. Yeah, mate. Yeah, Reckon it shouldn't have a Rolling Stone sticker, and like, I'm like, oh, what a fucking penis. Yeah, and especially too, it's a modified car show. Like, you're going to see different modified cars, but it's kind of funny. Look, for starters, like I always say to you, St. Lucy doesn't call a spade a spade. She calls a spade a car. Right, and that's not a bad thing. Trust me, it has its good moments. But the, the stupid part was is that I find that people, if you build a fifty-style car, a sixty-style car, you know, like whether it be an old hot rod or a custom or something, people love it. They really accept it. But you start doing a seventies or an eighties inspired build. And it just confuses the shit out of people. I just don't understand why. But anyway, yeah, she took on the wrong person about that. So <laughs> I had a bit of a laugh about that. What I think is hilarious is you're going to go have to back and edit that, and you're not going to have to censor my side of it. <laughs> well, see, I wasn't there. I was talking to Gavin from Gruzin Magazine at the time, so I wasn't around when this all happened. But um, well, I was kind of half blushing and kind of, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Anyway, and then did you tell you about the, the dickheads who had a go at us for me letting us stand on the boot of the car? No, you oh, Jesus. It was that was the thing. These two blokes, like everyone else is like standing around taking photos and they go like, Oh look, that's really cool, you know you guys are doing something different all the rest of it. These two fuckwits look Oh, why don't you let us stand the boot of your car? I'd never let anyone stand the boot of my car. 
And I said, listen, mate, it's our car to do whatever the fuck we want to do with it. How's that work out for you? Oh, oh, you'd have to be like that. I said, well, you'd have to fucking make negative comments in the first place. But anyway, that was all right. We all got through it. We had a good time. It worked out really well. So that was the main thing. What I think is funny is I'd love to be a fly on the wall when Lucy and you were discussing this shift. So Lucy says, oh, I want to do a, a, a remake of the Linda Hurst, you know, 2.5 metre gear shifter. Mm. And instead of you going, that's a whole load of rot, you know, we've got Mr. Spacely coming around here to speak about my promotion tonight. You've gone, that sounds like fun. I'll start making it. <laughs> Well, that's basically what happened because I made for when she was going to do the costume last year, but the event got rained out. I made her a um, like a scepter instead to hold, and it was actually a scepter made out of. I made an actual her shifter using, I guess it was craftwood, which I painted up gold and all the rest of it, and it had like a shifter handle on the top, so she could actually stand there and hold the scepter or a staff and use that. But because this time around we had more time, we thought, bugger it, let's just get in and do the real thing. So it was a lot of fun to do, actually. It's kind of good doing creative stuff like that, you know, especially amongst all the other life commitments. So, you know, we had a good time with it for sure. And it, she looks great. She did a great job of actually putting the uh, outfit together and the photos come out really well. So we'll be sure to post. Uh, I've already put a couple of photos of that on our Instagram page, but we'll be sure to put up some more as they come to hand too. So, yeah, it was a great time. You and I, children, you get dressed up. Most people are just too busy with their fucking mortgage and their fucking interest rates and stuff. Fuck, I love getting dressed up and being a knob, eh? Oh, mate, it just comes naturally to us as well, I think, too. And the beauty of it is, too, is that, you know, obviously Lucy's exactly the same. Like she's happy to do all that stuff. And, you know, on the Saturday, actually, for Greece, she did this really awesome kind of like Jane, you know, like Tarzan and Jane. She did this really good Jane costume. She had, like, this big full-on fake snake and all that stuff, too. So, um... Yeah, I'll, I'll post some pictures of that. That came up really well. So she sort of has this just vivid imagination to do all this kind of wild, creative stuff. So, no, it makes it a lot of fun, that's for sure. It is good when you take the car scene to be an alternate part of something. Mm. Like, I know that uh, you're quite passionate about the restorers, quite passionate about some of that stuff, but when you take on the alternate side of it, like the the mud runs, the uh, some of the guys that are the, rest, uh, the uh, retro stuff, I beg your pardon, and it is good when you can be involved in a alternate side of it. You know, you don't necessarily have to be a concourse rebuilder, but you can just turn up in anything and dress up like fucking, you know, in an old Jeep and dress up like the guys from MASH or turn up, you know, in a Hogan's Heroes uniform in an old scooter bike or something. I enjoy that side of it as well, you know. Yeah, well, that's kind of it. At the end of the day, cars are supposed to be about having fun. And, you know, we just we just do it kind of I guess in a way that suits us and look we aren't out to rain on anyone else's parade but we're sure as hell not going to cop shit from people who want to give us a hard time either and that's kind of what happened there with the the guy critiquing my van and the other unnecessary comments about her standing on the boot I mean fuck's sake I actually stood on that boot of my car when I was working out all the stuff and if it can take my weight it can definitely take hers and I can tell you there was not even an inkling of a dent or any damage to the boot lift from doing it I mean it's 1970s steel for god's sake so yeah anyway people just get a bit precious about stuff that's really none of their business I think hold on hold on hold on 1970s steel did you tell that guy that you jam your cock under the head in that <laughs> I should have. <laughs> if anything, it may not have shut him up in that way, but it would have shut him up just trying to process what the hell I was talking about, that's for sure. It only kind of can really happen if you have a penis in the first place, but I don't think this bloke did. Yeah, no, nah, fuck him anyway, hey? Yeah. <laughs> You're willing to put your cock into your car? <laughs> yeah, mate. Got to put your body on the line for stuff, don't you? Not? Yep. 
So pretty much as you heard there from St. Lucie, the Hearst, actually making the Hearst shifter was a pretty big job. That's, I guess, basically been any spare time I've had to do any sort of domestic bliss was pretty heavily wrapped up into doing that. But on that, I guess on the side of that and something that also had to do with that display was I actually finally put together my Hearst themed BMX bike. And pretty much I'll post some photos on our Instagram page. Basically, it's based, I do all my bikes on 1980 Madison frames because I just love the frames as I've spoken about in here before. They just have a great rake and I find them really comfortable to ride. So it's basically kind of done like a scrambler, similar to Lucy's Wonder Woman bike where it uses like drags to forks, it uses a banana seat, but I tried to build it you know, as in, as if it was something you could buy, kind of, of that era, like late 70s or around that time. So yeah, basically, it's a BMX frame. It uses the dragster parts, as I've already spoken about. I got a set of um, box bars from the US, like some Schwinn bars for it. But the fun with these sorts of builds, especially theme builds, is doing all the Hearst stuff. Like, it's actually got a Hearst shifter. Well, it's, it's actually a Hearst, like a proper Hearst white shifter knob, but mounted to, like, a normal um, Sun Tour-type gear shifter that you would have had on a dragster back in the day. You know, they used to have the old three on the top tube, like the old yep. dragsters. Yep, yep. that will really. Um, Big time. Bull, Bull Nephew, he's lost his shit over that push bike, that Hearst bike. He is absolutely <laughs> after that. Man. It's a very good job. It does look great. For me, the thing that keeps capturing me with your bike builds and all that, and we all follow these bike builds and we enjoy them, Lucy's Wonder Woman bike. Is it wrong that I want to actually ride it? I'd love to ride it to the pub one day and just park it in amongst all the land cruisers and the big jacked up forward. Just park it there. I, mate, I would <laughs> love to do it, eh? You know, it's funny, like the bike scene has a purist scene just like the car scene, and there was one guy giving the Hearst bike a bit of shit on Facebook where else of course anyway saying oh it's you don't know what you're doing is it a bmx or is it a dragster you don't know what's going on and then i opened up this guy's profile he was he actually posted a picture of the bikes he builds and he had a lineup of these four dragsters but there were four dragsters built from like you know years ago there used to be like toys called brats like there are a range of dolls like brats dolls like for you know kids you mean action figures Kind of, yeah, they kind of are. They're like just a doll, kind of like a Barbie doll, I suppose, but it's called Bratz. And as part of that, they released a Bratz brand dragster bike. And here's this guy, he's got this lineup of dragsters that are like Bratz dragsters that he's just chopped and changed and, you know, sort of no real direction. On, on that note, I think um, Damien Lowe and I were chatting, and Damien said, Nobody's car is a shitbox. If, somebody, if you don't like somebody's car, then that's no problem. It's still a decent car. You can turn up with a. 48 Wolseley with a fucking diesel motor and demo of me or you. And any negative comments on our on our stuff, I've asked you before and I'll back this up, we just delete it. We just delete that person. If you don't like it, just scroll on by. If you like it, tell the person. And that's what we're promoting with the thong slappers, eh? and that's what I'll stand by. Oh, look, most definitely. I, I think that's kind of the thing. It is always supposed to be fun. That's the whole core of why we do this. It's supposed to be talking about something positive in life, you know, like hobbies and cars. That's the fun stuff, mate. The shit stuff's going to work and having to deal with stress and drama or whatever else might be happening. But, you know, that's kind of the fun stuff. And that's another thing too, like, you know, as Lucy was saying about the guy having a go at her, to me, about the van. Well, that was another domestic bliss thing I did. I actually got under and finally painted the diff housing on the van yellow. And you know what? It was such a simple, straightforward job to do. I literally was just laying, because it's so high, you don't even need to jack the bastard up. I was just laying on the ground underneath it. And I'm just lying there. I'm, I was actually sanding the diff housing like a bit of a stooge, but that was kind of fun anyway. 
But cleaning it up, masking it all up, because I was too lazy to take it out of the car, but just masking it all like nice and neat, doing a good job of it, and painting that. It cost me all of about $10 to do, right? And it just made so much difference to the rear view of the car. And it's amazing the amount of people who comment on it saying, fuck, look, I haven't seen a yellow diff for ages. But that was fun. Like, it was something enjoyable to do, to unwind and do that sort of stuff. And, you know, so I guess between that, building the hearse bike and building that hearse shifter... That's kind of been the domestic bliss, but that's that's the fun stuff. That's the stuff I've enjoyed doing, you know, next to the normal, you know, dreary work days and whatever else you need to do. So it's it's been a bit of fun for sure. Well, we bounced that we bounced that yellow diff between uh, myself, uh, Brett Abraham, uh, Maddie Waters because I've been offline for a little while. I've not been able to do the podcast. I've just resorted to telephone. I've I drive a lot in my job, so I ring up Maddie Waters. I ring up Brett Abraham, Chubby, all them guys. Just ring them up. And something that we, we we sort of all decided that we need more Disturbia posts. We love Mr. Juicy, don't get us wrong. But, man, <laughs> we need a lot more Disturbia. We're all kind of, yeah, come on, put it up there. Put it up there for us. Don't tease us. <laughs> I'll have to take some fresh photos. That's probably the best way to start. And you know what? I might even wash it. That's probably the best thing to do as well. You know, That'll make it look a bit sexier. I rode my dirt bike the other day and fuck, man, it has, looks like it's fallen from a cliff. I don't wash dirt bikes, utes or dogs. And you can you come around here and you'll go, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> They're all just as dirty as each other. Oh, not, not Sweet. Dirty, good luck. Not like a honeymoon dirty. No, no. Well, they can never be that dirty, could they? Hey folks, this is Simo. Now listen, Redmond and I did promise you a big mega episode for episode 15 and that's actually what we've done. However, it's actually turned out to be too mega and our podcast host provider can't do it in one big go. So listen, what we've done, we've had to divide it into two parts. So look, we hope you've enjoyed part one of episode 15 and we'll get part two to you ASAP. Listen, I hope you've enjoyed this one so far. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and if you've got anything Email is best, thongslappers at optusnet.com.au. Stay tuned for part two where we'll do our review on the latest Street Machine magazine too. Cheers, folks. See ya.